So product-led growth is this idea, I think, that you can get people to fall in love with your product. You can also get it so that, especially if your product is very customer-centric, um, it allows them to really envision a new world and see it firsthand where they can be a part of it and then need it and incorporate it into their process and planning. Um, I think that sales teams just in general have only been enabled by this. Um, the more that you're able to have your product help your growth strategy, if you have that kind of product, the better outcomes you're going to have because it's going to make a lot of things easier on that inbound sales flow, even the outbound sales flow. Hey everyone, George Soto here, and you're watching Demo Diaries. Today I'm joined by Brian Elsesser, who's VP of Sales at Saster. How are you, Brian? George, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, dude. You know, it's it's interesting because we were chatting, what was it, about a week ago or so. And um, you know, I've been a fan of of Saster for a long time, kind of a fanboy of uh of Jason and uh in that whole ecosystem. Obviously, like I spent quite a long time in the Bay Area, it, you know, really diving in and trying to learn and contribute to that, uh, that ecosystem for, for quite a long time. And so it's exciting to be here with you and see all the things that you're doing for, uh, for Sasha. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And, and uh, thanks for being the fan. Um, we appreciate our fans very, very much. So uh, it's, uh, it doesn't go unnoticed. So thank you. Awesome. Well, why don't you take a quick second to kind of introduce yourself? Uh, tell us a little bit about your career background and how'd you get to this point in your career now leading sales at the premier, right? Like the top uh, SaaS community on planet earth. We don't know about Mars yet. We're getting close, but not yet. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be heading there and that's our expansion growth uh, plan for this year. No. Uh, so yeah, I'm, so first, thanks for that that introduction. I um, so I've been in sales for about ten years. Uh, I got started accidentally. So I was an opera singer, a professional opera singer, and that's then, why you uh, sound so good. It um, must yeah. be that must be yeah. the reason. Yeah, and then ran out of money, like every opera singer that is in the United States, and wanted to do something that would gain me some stability. And so I found my way um, through Yellow Pages. Uh, selling um, their 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 software as well as their advertising, um, and before I knew it, I, I had grown a career. I, I was there for five years and then got into SaaS. Um, went to Yext. I helped them uh, build out their one of their first sales development teams. We went public that year. Then I went to eMarketer, uh, helped them build out their sales dev team prior to a merger. And then I was at Aircall for about two years um, and helped them uh, identify and, and build their go-to-market strategy before I ended up here, uh, now at Saster, uh, which has just been an amazing ride. And I'm, I'm beyond grateful to, to the Cosmos and every other little bit, of, bit in between that has guided me to this moment so far. Well, awesome. You know, I am... I, I, I mean, I, I got to say I am a musician myself. You know, my vocal capabilities have sort of gone on uh, or, or up and down, I should say. Uh, <laughs> it's weird how like sometimes you're jamming and you're just like, whoa. And then other times uh, you're like, mm. but I, I do play guitar and I have been playing guitar. That's probably my my premier instrument. Uh, so kudos to you for actually making it 
to the opera. Ah, uh, uh, dude, it was fun. It was really fun. It was a good time. Nice. Well, let's talk a little bit about product led because, you know, that's our big thing here. Sure. Uh, of course, at Reprise trying to enable that, but you know, it's, it's a big topic. Anytime you like open up LinkedIn these days, you're seeing, uh, you know, product led here, product led there. In your opinion, what is product led sales or revenue and why is it so popular right now? Well, I mean, so I mean, the basic, right, is that if you're getting somebody to, to get touchy-feely with your product, they can fall in love with it. And if they fall in love with it, they're not going to want to part from it, right? Like um, Slack does this to me. I have I have a, a private Slack for my end for some of the venture work that I do. And like, I'm obsessed with Slack. I need it, right? Like, by the way, like there's a whole nother topic there of like, don't get obsessed with Slack, but I was obsessed with Slack and they, and I need it and they know it. And so like next thing, you know, I get a little ping that like, Hey, you got to sign up uh, for your subscription or you're going to lose access. And you know, my heart goes into my throat and I start panicking. I sweat profusely. <laughs> no, but like, that's, that's right. Like that's what, so product led growth is this idea. I think that you can get people to fall in love with your product. You can also get it so that, especially if your product is very customer centric, um, it allows them to really envision a new world and see it firsthand where they can be a part of it and then need it and incorporate it into their process and planning. Um, I think that sales teams just in general have only been enabled by this. Um, the more that you're able to have your product help your growth strategy, if you have that kind of product, the better outcomes you're going to have because it's going to make a lot of things easier on that inbound sales flow, even the outbound sales flow. Mm -hmm. Totally. You know, it's interesting because like, you know, we chat all the time with sales leaders and experts like yourself. And sometimes we run across folks more than more often than, than not that are like, you know, pro we're, we're not sure about product led. And, you know, I think uh, product led might be getting confused with the idea of getting rid of salespeople mm. in, you know, in my mind. And it's, I think now becoming more clear that that's not actually the case. It's, it's like, they're coming in more product qualified. They're, they're the questions and the stage that they're come in, coming in are, has changed there. What's your opinion yeah. around that? I think that that's a fear that is only really handed out by other salespeople, right? I think salespeople have been worried about their job going away since the dawn of AI. Mm -hmm. Like, Here's the reality, right? Like our jobs are only ever going to change. And if anything, technology is only going to make it easier. So product-led growth is the ability to help our jobs get easier. If anything, you can service more customers, grow sales quicker, um, have less guesswork involved in your funnel. I think that uh, it, which could reduce churn and reduce, uh, you know, people leaving the funnel entirely. So I, I don't know. I think that uh, I think if anything, it only enhances the process. It only enhances your ability to win business. Um, and I don't think, I don't think salespeople will ever stop being worried about losing their jobs either. So I think that's, that's, they're always thinking they're going to be replaced by something or so uh, it's, that's just a life cycle in and of itself, but you know, it, technology is, is enhancing itself to help further our ability to do more. And I don't know a founder out there that has plans for product led growth that says, because then I can get rid of salespeople, right? Like mm -hmm. they're out there going, this is going to help us increase sales, but the word sales is still there and that's still going to be a human element. 
you know, I remember this was probably about 2011. I'd gone back to the, the Bay Area for the third time in my career and uh, trying to do a startup thing and, and all that. I'll tell you that story another day. It was very painful. You know, mostly when anytime I ever talk about, oh, I tried to do this startup, it's like, followed by some like nervous breakdown story or something. But, uh, but anyways, I remember participating in AngelPad, which was like an, mm-hmm. a Y Combinator kind of thing. Thomas Corte, shout out to Thomas out there. He's done really well. And, um, and I remember being the only person who in the whole cohort who was like really excited and understood sales. It felt like, you know, in the way that I did. I mean, I was like an old school salesperson door to door, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, so, absolutely. I know that world, <laughs> you know? And so I, I felt like there was an idea that was sort of simmering wow. around, like, how do we not have salespeople? And then I think we all figured out pretty quickly in, in, you know, in SAS. And, and I would say that particularly in our cohort, that that wasn't really going to be the case. Now that you could have parts of the funnel being sort of product led or self-serve is really what we were talking about that time. Cause obviously like the unit economics and a lot of the CAC, you know, kind of metrics, et cetera, were, you know, at least in theory. And then if you could execute it properly was, were pretty nice, you know, to look yeah. at. Right. I mean, well, look, there's no, it's no lie that your sales org is going to be your most expensive organization in your, in your company. Right. But at the same time, if you look at the growth number, that should only be expensive as long as the growth numbers are there and that you're accelerating your revenue and increasing your year over year sales. So I, I, you know, it's, uh, we are the necessary evil. Does that make me an evil person? I don't know. I don't think you're evil. I don't know. I read all your, like, (laughs) all your, all the folks' uh, recommendations on your end, and they were like, really nice guy, thoughtful, (laughs) mindful. Yeah. I, I, every time someone reads most, and so I just like right now, I owe someone another $20. Um, But (laughs) no, no, it's, I appreciate that. No, it's, it's the, at the end of the day, I think that, um, you know, the, the sales, if anything, if anything, okay, and this is really where I think this conversation leads to for product-led growth. If anything, salespeople have to get better right now at being customer-centric and customer-focused. Um, the buying journey has changed since I've entered this business. I used to be able to actually sell something. There's no such thing as selling anything anymore. That's not, that's not a reality. I can't come into you, into your room show you something and twist your arm towards something anymore, right? Like when I think of sales now, I think of the guy that carries dirt in his pocket, knocks on a door, throws the dirt down and pulls out his vacuum and sells it, right? Like that's now what I think about with sales. This is no longer the case. Sales is the art of conversation now, but it's the art of helping someone buy. People want to buy, they don't want to be sold to. Mm. And what product-led growth is enabling is the purchase. They're enabling the purchase. And I think that is what the opportunity is, right? Is that you can help somebody purchase your product. And as a salesperson, you can have easier relationships and conversations with that, with that segment of individuals. Absolutely. You know, we were chatting recently with uh, a friend, Doug Landis over at Emergence. <laughs> great guy. And, yeah, great Love guy. Doug. Yeah. Love Doug. Love Doug. Shout out yeah. to Doug. I, I think I give Doug a shout out probably twice a day on, on this show just because 
he, what he speaks to is so relevant. But one of the things that he was talking about was this evolution of the SDR and sales person or AE into being more of a product specialist, right? Mm -hmm. And so to your point, folks are no longer showing up going, hey, what do you do? I just filled out a form and I read some copy and maybe there were some screenshots, maybe, right? And you got to go through that whole process. Folks are now showing up expecting a free trial, expecting a demo uh, on even before they speak to you, right? And so, of course, those being those product-led motions. However, to your point again, you know, we, we remember HubSpot was talking about 70% uh, or, or the buyer rather was 70% down a decision path when they got to you. And that was all fueled by the inbound content, yep. um, you know, and it's clear that now this product led motion is really maybe I think driving people closer to a being sort of like, I don't know, 85, 85 90% down a decision path, particularly if they went to your competitors, right? And signed up to the free trials and kicked the tire. Yeah, of course, the free trial is not, you know, the end all be all, right? But they are definitely getting into the product and kicking the tires. And so I'm, I'm even thinking that the evolution is going to be the SDR or AE even working like PQLs, you know, those product qualified leads that are coming in. And sure, you have someone who doesn't care about the product necessarily at that point, wants to talk to a salesperson, they have that option at the top of the funnel, go straight in and get a human, right? Sometimes that's what I want, right? Sometimes I go to a website, I'm like, just get me, get me to a human, right? I just need to talk to a human. Sometimes I go and I want to kick the tires and play with a product, right? So I'm, I'm seeing sort of like that a little bit in terms of the messaging communication in the ecosystem. Uh, what are your thoughts around that? Do you, do you agree? Maybe not. First okay. off, my, I, I laughed at when you said PQL. I had this conversation with with uh, with someone in one of my consulting uh, arrangements, one of my consulting companies um, this morning. The uh, PQL and SQL and SAL and MQL <laughs> and and like and it, we all think we know what they all mean. But the reality is we all use them differently. So yes. it's very funny. Um, anyway, uh, that's that's that was my. I have laugh, no clue by the way. It, I just yeah, it's just today, let's just like it's thing, an acronym. Yeah, yeah. I, I think like specifically to reprise, right? Let's take a look. Let's just for a minute, like as an outsider, I look at your product, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a salesperson. Salespeople are at least for the most part, we're pretty quick triggered, right? Like mm -hmm. we want things to happen. That's how we work because we sell. When we sell, we want things to happen. We want to feel the deal. We want to get things moving forward, closed, momentum, right? That's the kind of energy we carry. You're selling a product that's supposed to enable them, right? So in a way, if I am a salesperson and I see this and I go, oh man, like I could have this done prior to somebody coming to talk to me. Yo, hey, hey boss, you know, come take a look, right? I get fired up and I'm ready to rock and roll. I think that when I'm thinking about, about the, the motion and the moment and the opportunity with something like reprise is it only accelerates. It only accelerates the, the qualification and do is, does that mean that 90% of it's done? Well, why is it that someone wants to speak with a salesperson at that point is simply because of price. They always think they can get a better deal. That, so they, they speak to a salesperson to figure out the better deal. Oh, well, my my situation is different. Okay. Right. Like that's, that's what the process. Now. My situation is different. I have a, I need a very specific thing. So obviously the price is different for me. Right. That's the reason why somebody reaches out to a salesperson these days. Right. Which is why, like I say, it's about helping them purchase. 
They, you know the way in which you can purchase your product. At this point, you have to help them do it. You have to help facilitate it. You have to help them with momentum. You have to help them with urgency and all of that other wonderful things, but you have to help them. That's the idea. So the, the you know something like Reprise, where so much, I can learn so much about Reprise at the onset, before I even engage with Reprise, something like that is so wildly informative that by the time I speak with one of your sales individuals, it is game on. Now, let's flip the switch around and go outbound. I engage someone and I help them understand, hey, look, I want to speak with you about an instance where I could help shave time off you know, your sales cycles, or I could help you know, um, really help drive further qualification into your sales funnel, right? And I'm on the reprise side, I'm going outbound. All I have to do is now take my product and place it in front of them and say, here, this is what I'm talking about. Reach out if you're interested, right? Mm -hmm. How much of that deal is done before they even engage with me? They want to know the details. Hey, so how do we get it set up? Um, you know, how big of it, how, how heavy of a lift is it? What kind of support are you going to provide us? What happens if something breaks? And then what's the pricing? That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's done. It's done. And I think that that's where if you have a product where product-led growth is something you can employ, great. If you don't, it makes sense. It's not for everybody. It really isn't for everybody. But it is for a lot of different types of deals. And I think that something that you guys have right now, I would consider you within the, the sales cloud, right? The sales cloud is exploding right now. And I think that there is more opportunity for product-led growth in the sales cloud than probably any place else. And maybe I say that tongue-in-cheek because there's people that are like, wow, what about Slack and all this other crap? But okay, sure, business tools have it too. But I think I'm a salesman, so I get passionate about the sales cloud. And I think that the sales cloud has some really unique things happening right now that are really exciting uh, where product-led growth could have a huge, huge uh, um, impact. Dude, do you need a job? <laughs> no, see, no, no, dude, that was awesome. I'm like fired up right now. But let's actually, let's speak about this like category from your perspective, you know, Saster sees everything, right? And you see it coming around the corner. Sure. Um, we, what is this category in your opinion? You know, we, we've been calling it kind of like demo creation software. I, I chatted with my buddy, uh, Craig Rosenberg the other day casually and, you know, this idea of like a technical sales cloud emerged uh, in the conversation. Of course, it's sort of part of, yeah, yeah, you know, product led, but product led growth PLG has been sort of like, you know, more at least the last few years have been more sort of attuned to, you know, marketing software, MarTech. Sure. What do you think this category is? You know, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I think that it's a category that has subcategories. Um, I think the overarching category is just the sales cloud. It's it's about and I like and look, I am not qualified enough to to name the cloud. Okay. If I was, if this is that call where I get to name the cloud, like I literally think that I've been I've really accomplished something in my career, but I am not that qualified to go name the cloud. But what I will say is that from my experience of seeing a lot of these. Everybody's out to some port of the sale, whether it's I want to help enable SDRs to do better. I want to replace SDRs. I want to put automation in things without it being automated. I want to um, uh, help facilitate the, 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 the demo instance like you guys. I want to help figure out um, the sales funnel and how to accelerate that. I want to help with proposal creation. I want to, right? There's literally a tool right now for everything. everything. Yep. For 
everything. Um, and, and I say that, and then there will be another tool for something <laughs> I didn't even think of yet, right? Yeah. Like the sales cloud is probably one of the busiest spaces right now where there's a lot of opportunity. And I think the reason why is because so much about the sale is nuanced and yet expanding and has yet to really feel transformation. Whereas all the tech stack has been exploding like MarTech and ad tech, we haven't seen sales tech be a huge thing until recent years where like mm -hmm. you saw like the sales engagement softwares accelerate. You have two unicorns come out of it, right? Like there's there's so much work being done in that part of the cloud right now. And I see that um, it's not anywhere near stopping. It's only accelerating because people are trying to think, all right, you know, like think about, I saw a product, a brand new product the other day. I, I've always known Vidyard. I've always known BombBomb. Mm -hmm. I've always, I've always known the 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 video softwares that are out there, right? Mm -hmm. To go and help facilitate that, right? But then I see this other product that incorporates video, but also patches in um, all the marketing materials as well as proposal creation, as well as like an interactive element. And I'm like, holy cow! It's drift plus Vidyard plus this plus it's like it's like this combo product, and I'm like. I don't even I don't even know what to make of this, mm -hmm. right? And then I think about, wow, if someone put some product led growth in there, right? Like of like a a demo a demo instance in there to showing how your product can run it, I'm like, right? Holy cow, that's a whole new exp exploration in the cloud. So, um what do I call this? I call this just an age of sales innovation. I have no idea where it's going. It's super exciting though, um because like there if I think about it like especially in the tech instance um, in SaaS, okay? We're doing a lot for B2B software to grow, but like the real estate market has yet to explode. Like Compass mm -hmm. sure has done things, but they're like the only one, right? There's, there's other companies out there that are just getting started. You're starting to see real estate tech emerge. Mm -hmm. it's, it's so infantile, right? There's so much left to be done there. Um, you know, medicine, Right. There's only mm -hmm. new stuff coming out now in medicine. Uh, this idea of employee health, health, health in general, health and yeah. wellness. And how is it high into performance? There's new categories being created there. And I think like there's only a further idea and exploration of sales and then performance that's going to come out of this where the cloud's just going to continue to evolve and maybe iterate on what's already invented. Awesome. You know, it, I, I was looking at a deal to potentially do an angel investment. And in if they if the CEO let me in, cause it's already sort of growing a little past my, uh, what I usually look at, but, uh, one of the things it was, it was actually in real estate tech. So like driving that whole sort of the transaction, the title, I mean, you know, so much innovation. Speaking of like B2B sales tech, there was a startup out of YC called, I don't know if you've checked it out yet, but take a look. It's pretty neat. Um, they actually probably belong uh, as a partner. What, of what they, it's called what Get Accord. Okay, it's called Accord. Have you seen it? Accord. Oh, yeah. I know this. Check it out. It's um, the, the CEO is, uh, what's Rod, Rod? Let me see here real quick. I'm going to. Ryan Rich. CRO co-founder Accord is, is is his first name Ryan. Hold on a second. Let me uh, let me look here. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on. Uh, I'm doing a little side side. Yeah, there. me too. Yeah, see. I got a couple of men. Uh, a couple of monitors. Yeah, this is exactly what we're talking about. This is very interesting. Yep. 
Exactly. Exactly. So is Ryan's last name? Ross. Hold on a second. It's uh, Ross Rich. Ross Rich. So, so you have Ross Rich and then Ryan Rich is also the CRO there. So you got, they must be brothers or something. Yeah. Maybe cool. they're brothers. Yeah. And I know my buddy Sahil is an advisor. Yeah. 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 Sahil. And I saw him on there too. Sahil's good people. Sahil's yeah. Very good, good. Very good people. So to your point, all these sort of tools now that are optimizing specific nuances or parts of the sales cycle that may work for certain companies may not. Right. But it's such a big opportunity, but anyways, Let's talk a little bit about Saster here as we conclude, because I don't, I don't want to sure. take too much of your time. Thank I appreciate you so much. that. I feel like we could like talk forever. Ah, uh, dude, I, I, there's a lot to chat on because we have mutual interests. So that's, that's makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Well, let's give a Saster a shout out here. What are some of the upcoming events? And for anyone who's been living under a rock the last 10 years, <laughs> what is Saster real quick? And uh, what are some of the initiatives and events that folks can sign, uh, sign up to? Yeah, Sastra was founded in 2012 by a gentleman named Jason Lemkind, who is a genius entrepreneur, um, three-time founder that went and scaled businesses from zero to $100 million and now is uh, leads one of the uh, extremely successful um, uh, venture capital fund as well. Uh, but uh, Sastra is the largest community for entrepreneurs, executives, and founders and we are uh, a community that's helping enable conversations in tech. Um, we run events every year. Um, this year, given COVID, uh, we've, we've really shifted uh, and we've positioned ourselves both digital and in person. And so we have um, a huge amount of opportunity for brands to position themselves and get themselves in front of other companies, but also to help a community, our community come together and learn about what's happening. All of our content, none of it's gated, so go check it out. Saster.com is our blog. You can go check out our podcast. It's one of the number one podcasts in SaaS. has over 150,000 downloads a month, which is crazy. Um, subscribe to the Saster newsletter, which is hundreds of thousands of people that do so already. But you can get up-to-the-minute information as to what's happening, what's trending, what's going on in SaaS and tech, and, and really learn and grow and expand your knowledge base. Awesome. Brian, if folks want to follow your amazing content or maybe get in contact for you or with you uh, for, uh, you know, consulting or just advice, what are the best handles or, you know, URLs to reach you? I appreciate that. Just contact my agent. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, go to <laughs> go to LinkedIn. Um, it's Brian with a Y. It's El Sesser, which is a lot of E's, S's, and R's, but it's <laughs> it's E L S E double S E R, which I'm sure will also be on this uh, this podcast here. But just take a look at me on LinkedIn. You can connect, reach out. Um, I'm usually pretty good about being in touch and, and responding, and and would love to hear from anybody. Awesome. Have a wonderful day. We got to meet up. You're in, in New York, right? These yes, days? I am, buddy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got to. We gotta don't worry. I'm coming, I'm coming West Coast soon, though, too. So, we, we, you know, we're, we got to connect at some point as it is, whether it's here, there, or otherwhere. But, uh, dude, appreciate you having me on here today, George. Thank you. Well, I'm in Miami now, so I just got to oh, Miami. Geez. Yeah, I left the Bay. Uh, I wanted to be near family. So I'm an hour and a half south so oh maybe, man yeah. don't worry we'll make that happen i want to go to miami all right we'll make that happen well listen uh, across the street from the beach so oh man <laughs> love know. that exactly uh cool dude. dude we'll we'll enjoy and thanks for having me on here today
Absolutely. Have a wonderful morning and uh, kick some ass like always. Thanks, bro. I'll talk soon. Later.